0: This episode is brought to you by Northwind Adventures. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. Say, if you ever wanted to experience the thrilling adventures of fantastic pulp fantasy stories at the tabletop, Northwind Adventures has got a role-playing game for you with Hyperborea. Based on the solid foundation of the original 1974 fantasy game, author Jeffrey Tolanian has crafted an exciting, vibrant world using the inspiration of authors like Howard Smith and Lovecraft. With paper, pencil, and a handful of dice, your characters can explore the wonder, danger, and thrills of a rugged world beyond the north wind. Explore dungeons. Fight off monsters mundane, fantastic, and alien. Discover lost civilizations, battle mighty wizards, evil cultists, vicious warlords, and more. With 26 classes to choose from, your characters can quickly find fortune and glory on the road to high adventure. All in the land of Hyperborea. From Northwind Adventures, you'll find it at Hyperborea.tv. Abandon all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It's a nice day. I, I want to talk about pacing a bit, because uh, I've, I've had this happen before. And I'm not really concerned with the long campaign, something that goes on too long, like I talked in a previous a previous podcast, but I want to talk about when when you need the padding. This happened to me last year at North Texas RPG Con 2022, and I ran a Gangbusters game and I had a five-hour slot. Good. Okay, the game lasted an hour and a half, maybe two hours, because we got to the climax too soon, Okay. And it just happened. In fact, my grandson pointed that out. It's like, wow, that was a short game. I said, oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. It just sort of happened because they got to the climax and boom. There's another thing about that um, where the climax isn't really the climax. I've had that happen before. did a Mutant Future game at the con a few years ago, North Texas. And they manage in half the time, another again again a five hour slot. In the middle of that slot, they managed to kill the bad guy. But I figured out a way to keep it going. That's the thing. You've got to figure out a way to keep it going if you don't think it find find a second climax in there is what I'm saying. Or Move the climax. That's when you use padding. I've used that on a game before. I had a Gangbusters game where the, it was good, just going a little. The pace was a little off, so I added an extra encounter, and that seemed to do the do the trick. Um, and so there's that. Um, you can always remember anything in the story. You can, any anything in the in the game, you can move. You can always move the climax back or forward. Back, and just pat, you know, add another encounter or so. But you got the thing is, you got to make it s- seem like it's not padding. <laughs> because what I did was, I looked at the th- I, first of all on the Gangbusters game, I looked at it and thought, okay, these guys are going to get here too soon. So let's add this other encounter in the parking lot of a roadhouse outside of town with the gangsters. And it resulted in a chase. Which was perfect, and you know they we ended, we ended when I thought we should end. Uh, last year I should have padded it out a bit because I had other things to do for them. I mean it was a circus, you know, and I hit the climax too much. Uh, what happened with the mutant future game was once again padding. Uh, I had the main bad guy. He they killed they, they got him before it was even hardly up. And this took place in the Louisiana Swamp. So, and they had a a swamp uh, skipper, a swamp boat. So, what I did was, okay, they got into the complex, they killed the bad guy, now they got to get out. And all his minions are not aware that the main bad guy is dead. They're just doing their thing. So I had this whole swamp chase with they were on speedboats and the 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 PCs were on the swamp skipper and by the way a swamp skipper fit fitted with a small um, I was going to say small trebuchet no but something like that a uh, <laughs> I can't think of the name anyway. But yeah, they had they had a they had a big thing on there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but they they kept chasing them. I mean, they, they see the the course. I had a I had a pre, I had a battle map that was you know one of those pre one of those like um, the Pathfinder flip mats, and it had a swamp that goes this that you know twists and turns, and every time, and they were like. Little niches, natches in there, and every time they'd shake one boat, another would come out from those niche and chase them. And it was a great. It was the climax of the climax. That's what I liked about it. Uh, that that's what was fun about it. But don't for, be afraid to move the climax. There's also another thing, like my Hyperborea game right now. I think they're going to get to. The, they're getting ready to do the climax. But here's another part. Here's another problem. Not so much a problem, but just that, okay, you guys want to do this, we'll do this. But I, I, they're, in a, they're in a temple, an abandoned temple, and they're, they're finding out where this, this cat, sea captain's daughter is being taken. She was a cleric of Apollo, and they kidnapped her. And this is a temple, a snake temple. And they've already met, they just met the bad guy. And he says, "Let me tell you, let me show you where she is." And then I cut it there. So they're going to take care of the bad guy probably at the top of the session. But then they look at the map and they go, "Oh, we want to explore the rest of the dungeon." Fine by me. I figure I let them walk around, see if they clear out everything, and it really gives me a chance to come up with something else for a climax, another climax, which to me is the bu- this is bonus for me, you know. I'll let them go, and it's like, okay, I can put these things together. There, boom, okay, I got some. And I hope my players aren't listening. But you can do that, too, because a lot of times the players will want to... All the players I've played with, and I'm sure there are players out there, they want to clean everything out. Whenever they go to a dungeon, they want to totally clean it out. You know, everywhere. They don't always get the chance, because sometimes they're extenuating circumstances, like in the Eberron game, because they they didn't have time it was going to blow up so there there's that and to me that is a great opportunity to craft something within that scenario within that adventure so that's what i want to talk about moving the climax anyway i got to go start my day so if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard or gmail.com or drop a voicemail and anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month that you two can help support this program, I thank you. For single donations, Ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard, or PayPal tip jar, paypal.me slash oldmangrognard. Let me thank these people who do give to me monthly. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you very much, guys, for other good podcasts. There's Dan Griggs' The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast. Podcast. Kevin at the Red Caps Podcast. Daniel Norton's Bandits Keep Podcast. Randy and Joe's Biggest Kekest Podcast. Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries. And my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com.